0: Uh, literally, I mean, we have the ugliest opt-in page. I mean, if you wanted to go and check it out and see what I mean by it, I genuinely mean ugly. If you go to emailmarketingheroes.com slash daily, you'll see the world's ugliest opt-in page. So let me just illustrate what I've done there again, by the way, is I've just told you something and then I've shown you the evidence. So we can't even help ourselves from doing this. And the reason we constantly have trained ourselves to do this, by the way, and you should be with your audience is because nobody trusts anybody on the internet. We know there's so many scams, so many charlatans, so many people saying one thing and doing a different thing. The only way to stand out and build trust and get people to hand you money is to prove you're not like that, which is the reason we make decisions in our business, which are commercially terrible for making profit, but they actually allow us to sleep well at night and become, come across as the good guys because we just don't want to make that pay off.
1: Welcome to the Viral by Design podcast with Dave Rotherham, where we get inside the minds of today's leading viral marketers as they reveal the exact strategies they use to build brands, products, and campaigns that are magnetic to customers, spread like wildfire, and seize the attention of millions. This is Viral Viral by Design. So welcome to another episode of Viral by Design. I'm very excited today to be joined by Robin Kennedy, the proprietors of Email Marks and Heroes, Rob and Kennedy started out. Rob originally was a hypnotist and Kennedy was a mind reader. And they actually started building email lists for their own businesses to to start to get traffic and start to get sales. And then before too long, people started coming to them asking, how are you doing this? How are you building these lists? How are you you turning what you're doing with email into a sustainable and scalable business? Before too long, these guys had a massive following of people who are looking to them for advice, looking uh, to them for their own proprietary techniques of building email lists and selling every single day. Now, Rob and Kennedy have a fantastic program. They've got multiple fantastic programs, one of which that I've been to and I know is extremely powerful on essentially how you can build an email list and send them an email every single day. This is one of the things that people get really kind of funny about, email on their list every single day. But what what they actually show you how to do is to send an email which is not salesy at all, which in fact people look forward to and complain when you don't actually send, and really starts to build that relationship and allows you to send more offers. And sending more offers means making more sales. So I'm really excited to dive in with these guys, Rob and Kenby. Welcome to the show. How are you doing? Hey. hey, Dave. Hello. First
2: of all, can I say I love the word proprietor. I feel like I need right. I've never, I've never been a proprietor before.
0: I feel a like
1: long time. A you can shop.
2: When he opens the shop door, and the bell rings. that's bell. Yes. I feel like we sell How like you know. tools. Let like you yes. sell
0: tools on the high street. Oh, what kind of <laughs> wrench do you need for that? I'm- or, or, or a spanner. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Amazing. So you guys started off, this is pretty crazy, right? You started off as a hypnotist and a mind reader, and you still do that today. You've kind of got two sides to, to, to what you do, right?
2: Yeah, uh, literally. Um, we, we, met, we met at a magician's convention, of all things. It's literally the coolest place on earth, honestly. <laughs> um, and yeah, so I've been a stage hypnotist for just approaching 18 years now. Uh, Kennedy's a mind reader. Anyone listening in the States would know that as a mentalist, although in the UK, mentalist is something very different. And basically, again, for about eighteen years, got on stage and th- plucked thoughts from pe- that's hard to say. Plucked thoughts from people's brains.
1: I'm not a thought plucker.
2: I'm a thought plucker.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: We've derailed this already, right?
1: So, like, what does that? I'm like really curious. If this is going way off piece from email, right? But like, how does that work, Kenny? Like, how is that like a? a no, I'm not psychic. Does... Like, I can't. Like, I don't read tea leaves. I, I can barely read a book. Never mind that.
0: But the, the thing is or us humans are kind of predictable. Like we don't make decisions by accident. Everything we do is made based on a whole bunch of things. And statistically we're predictable. And also we can be influenced. I mean, you run an incredible ads agency where every single day you're influencing people to grab their attention. Well, that's one of the skills that I use. And then influencing their thoughts and their feelings. when they take an action, which is usually click on an ad and go and buy a thing. That's exactly what I'm doing. I'm getting people to to get involved in things where where I'm creating seemingly impossible circumstances and conditions where I couldn't possibly figure out what you're thinking about or what you're about to think about. Yet I use statistics, body language, influence skills to make it look like I put those things together and it looks very much like you can read someone's mind. Because at the end of the day, when you've got those skills, you pretty much can. Like it's the closest thing to being able to legitimately peer into someone's deepest thoughts, I guess.
1: So does that like translate directly into email marketing? And I guess we're all the same question for you as well with hypnotism, right? Very yeah. right? So what you guys do, do you like take these same principles and are you doing some kind of weird, like psychological shindigory when you're writing emails? Yeah, exactly.
0: Exactly. So we we apply the exact same principles to teach this psychology-based email marketing. That's kind of what we're becoming known for, I guess, in a way. So yeah, we take the skills of how do you grab people's attention in the first place, which is what we've been doing for 18 years. When you walk on stage, you haven't got anyone's attention. You need to get their attention and get them to stop eating their dinner or whatever it is that they're doing, you know, during, during your show, you need to get them to stop and pay attention. You need to get, you need to keep their attention and you need to use all these skills where you can, in Rob's case, he needs to be able to convince people that they are suddenly Madonna or that they can now speak another language. And he needs to put these thoughts in someone's head in such a way that they believe it's absolutely real. And you know, what's really interesting when we hang out with marketers and they go, well, this this better work because, you know, otherwise we might lose a few grand in sales. And you go, that's great. Because if the skills that we use don't work, we don't have a career. Like if I go on stage and I can't read their mind, and I can't use these skills, then I don't get the next gig. And Rob doesn't get booked again. And people don't buy tickets for his theater shows. I, I, I think I'm still, I may very well, this is a bit of a shocking thing I've not talked about it for a long time, but just made me think. I think I'm still the youngest person in the world to ever play Russian roulette with four Colt Magnum revolvers live on stage to really put my skills to the ultimate test of literally blowing my face off. If I get that wrong, I don't just lose the sale and tweak my ad set. I lose my face, which let's not have <laughs> any jokes from Robert about how that might be a benefit. But, but that's, literally, that's literally what we're talking about. So I suppose the... the The consequences are much higher. So yeah, we take those skills of being able to understand people, be able to influence people, and put that into written form so that you can connect on a much deeper level with the people who are reading. Because everyone's got so many emails. How do you stand out? How do you do that? How do you do it in a way that people actually feel something from your emails and look forward to your emails? And as you said, Dave, they literally complain when they don't receive our emails, our marketing emails, which sounds crazy, sounds like hyperbole, but I promise you it's true.
1: It's crazy. And yeah, I mean, as far as I can imagine, uh, Russian roulette doesn't do quite so well with AB split system, right? <laughs> no, 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 no.
0: <laughs> This one? Oh, oh, never mind.
1: <laughs> so yeah, are, you genu- are you genuinely doing that with a loaded gun when you do it on stage?
0: Yeah, I do it on stage. Well, I haven't done it for a long time. I haven't done it for about 10 years because I think it's sort of, I think in terms of controversy, it's kind of not the right thing to do these days, I think. But uh, back in the day, it was a case of, of doing it for, for the publicity. But yeah, it was one of the guns, one of the revolvers was completely loaded with with blanks. But what I did before, before I even you know, held them against my head was I would shoot a blank into a melon and just the melon would explode because the, it's the pressure of the, of, the revol- of the revolver going off that actually blows the melon up. So yeah, I mean, it's genuinely very, very dangerous and totally stupid. I mean, don't do it. Yeah. I was, well,
1: I wasn't going to, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so... Sorry. When you actually come to write emails, then like, what's what's the actual process? Like, how how do you kind of take this psychology and and um, and inject it into marketing emails? One of the first things we really need to do
2: is before we ever even think about writing emails is to think about the framing that we give our, and the sort of the leading and the training that we give our subscribers. Because listen, in every walk of life, in everything that you do, in every interaction you have with everybody in the world, whether it's by email or by not, you are permanently either training people towards the thing you want them to do, or you're training them away from the thing that you want them to do. And if you're not intentional about it, you are training them away from the thing that you want them to do. That's just how it works. Unless you're very lucky. And so what, one of the first things that we look to do, it's one of the biggest parts of my show on stage is to train people to think in a particular way. So from the minute you come into like the auditorium of a theater where I'm doing a show, there's loads of stuff going on around you that I can't tell you because they're secret, but loads of things going on around you in the room and the music and everything and everything you look at and everything you hear and everything you see and every interaction you have with the staff in the theater is training you to know that something is going to happen on stage tonight, that you could get hypnotized. The people you're with could get hypnotized. And so from the minute somebody gets onto your list, the first thing you need to do is to make sure. That they're actually there with some intention. Cuz here's the problem. What most of us do is we build a list by giving away a, free, you know, free webinar or a free lead magnet or something. Somebody comes along, they put their email address in to download the freebie or to get onto the webinar, and then sometimes before the webinar's happened or just after they've downloaded the free report, they now suddenly start receiving emails from you about stuff that is loosely related, like it's within the same niche as the thing they've signed up for, but it's not what they signed up for, it's not what they expected either. Even if you put a little disclaimer on the opt-in form that says, we'll probably email you about some other things. That doesn't really mean anything to anybody. And so what now happens, in fact, it happened to Kennedy last week, sees an ad from a huge name marketer, clicks on the ad, registers for this five-day free challenge this this guy's running. And before the challenge has happened, he gets an email saying, oh, and here's bonus number four for my program called, whatever the program's called. And Kennedy clicks on the link and goes, the program's three grand. Can you imagine any circumstance where Kennedy's going to hand over three grand of his money to a guy he's not really heard of that much? Like he doesn't know anything about him. He knows who he is, but that's all. He's registered for a free, a free challenge that hasn't happened yet. And then suddenly he's being told about bonus four. I don't even know what the program is or bonus one, two, or three for that matter. So that's just not going to happen. And so most, most emails completely lack uh, clarity. They, they totally lack context. And so context is one of the big things we talk about all the time. So the first thing that happens when anybody joins our list, this is not quite the question you asked, but I'm going to answer it because it's important. Uh, one of the first things that happens when people joins our, join our list is that we put them through what we call the getting to know you sequence. It's our version of like the welcome sequence or the indoctrination sequence. In our case, it's four emails delivered over four days. So one email a day for four days. And literally those emails, we think of them a bit like when you first get on the train and then you sit down and you get your laptop out and you're all ready to go. And then the the, the train guard comes over the tannoy and says, this is the 1432 service from Liverpool to Bristol, uh, blah, 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 blah. You know, make yourself comfortable. And suddenly you feel right because you know, right, I'm on the right train. I'm going to the right place. They tell you what stations it's going to call at and roughly what times they intend to call at those stations. They tell you that somebody's going to come down the train and sell you a Kit Kat and a Fanta. And all of that makes you feel good because now you know I'm in the right place. So one of the first things we do when anyone joins our list is that we set up the expectations for them and for us for the rest of that relationship for the rest of time. And those are things like, we're going to email you every single day. If you don't like that idea, scroll down and unsubscribe. But the reason why that's good is that we're going to give you tips and hints and stories and entertaining stuff. And we're going to show you how to make your email marketing better or whatever your niche is. Then we tell them where else they can connect with us. So come and hang out in our Facebook group, the Email Marketing Show community. You can uh, hang out on our Twitter chat, which is Email Hour. You can do all this stuff. And we like point them around and get them clicking because now what we're doing is we're training them to say, oh, I can click on that and I can go and look over there. There are things in this email to click on. There are therefore going to be things in other emails to click on. And when I click on them, I get good stuff. And we also train them to accept that we're going to be honest. So whenever we talk about anything in that sequence, we back it up immediately by showing them. So for example, in the last email, we talk about we were booked to be the closing keynote speakers at this big marketing event in uh, Northampton with 250 people there. And there's a photograph of us as the closing keynote speakers. So we don't ever just say a thing happened. We then demonstrate that it happens. We say, if you click this link, there's a free training inside our Facebook group, which will walk you through this, this, and this. And sure enough, when they click on it, it's there. And so that sequence is designed to tell them what to expect to tell them how that's going to happen, to tell them why it's going to benefit them, and to prove not only our authority, but the fact that when we say something, it's true. When we tell them we're going to do something, we do. And I think setting up that expectation from the very, very beginning puts you on a real psychologically strong level with the subscriber because they now know why I'm here and why that's a really good thing. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. So you mentioned earlier on uh, that... The, the idea of sending people to a freebie and then getting them to download it, and then um, you kind of segue it into that experience that Candy had, where people basically were trying to jump into bed on the first date. So, yeah. is in terms of list build and what have you guys found to be the most successful? Are you putting freebies up, or have you got something else? There's two things we found really work.
0: Three things. There are three things that work really, really well. One of them is something we work with you on right now, which is getting people It's really attracting customers, moving people from stranger all the way through through seeing an ad on Facebook or other platforms and then seeing a paid offer because we want to know who are these really heavily invested people who really have this problem to a level where they want to put their hand in their pocket and they'll then go through an SLO kind, kind of funnel. So you stand a sort of ascension funnel. That's one thing that works really well for us. The second thing that works well for us is when we're on like podcasts like this, when we guest speak or do guest trainings, we tell people about our podcast, the email marketing show, and we say, "Hey, you should go and go to Spotify and listen or Apple Podcasts or what." You know, we tell people about that. We but here's the bit that really works for us of that, and that is we've created a free Facebook group called the Email Marketing Show Community. And when people go to Facebook and they find that just by searching for it, on the way into that group, we say, hey, if you'd like to receive our daily email tips, put your email address in here. We get their email address there. And we literally grew our business pretty much like on its own to, from zero to six figures using just that strategy. It, it was, It's an incredible strategy and it works really, really well. But people often ask us, what's the best lead magnet that you've got? And this is the incredible thing. We've done free reports. We've hired professional copywriters to write the the opt-in pages for free reports and downloads and cheat sheets and blah, 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 blah. We cannot beat this one thing. It's not a free report. It's, It's none of those fancy things. It's literally the ugliest page you've ever seen, which says this. Would you like to receive an, a tip from us every single day about how to improve your email marketing? If you would, give us your email address. And there's two really cool things about that. One is it's, fa- it's the fastest thing in the world to put up because you don't have to create a, a lead magnet. You don't have to create that free report or that PDF or that fancy library of templates or whatever the heck you're going to put together. Secondly, they're never going to complain when they receive an email from you every day. In fact, they're going to complain when they don't because the thing they've signed up for is to receive an email from you every single day. And every single day could be Monday to Friday. It could be, I'm going to email you three times a week. It could be seven days a week. It's whatever you're comfortable with. Uh, For us, it is seven days a week. So it's the fastest thing. Uh, literally, I mean, we have the ugliest opt-in page. I mean, if you wanted to go and check it out and see what I mean by it, I genuinely mean ugly. If you go to emailmarketingheroes.com slash daily, you'll see the world's ugliest opt-in page. So let me just illustrate what I've done there again, by the way, is I've just told you something and then I've shown you the evidence. So we can't even help ourselves from doing this. And the reason we constantly have trained ourselves to do this, by the way, and you should be with your audience is because nobody trusts anybody on the internet. We know there's so many scams, so many charlatans, so many people saying one thing and doing a different thing. The only way to stand out and build trust and get people to hand you money is to prove you're not like that, which is the reason we make decisions in our business, which are commercially terrible for making profit, but they actually allow us to sleep well at night and become, come across as the good guys because we just don't want to make that pay off. So yeah, literally Facebook group is really good for us. And, uh join our list, get our free daily emails. Works really, really well for us, as well as bringing in paid customers from the front.
1: Yeah, I love it. I mean, that's such great advice. I think one thing that so many people overlook is the quality of person they're getting into their world, right? There's so many people I speak to that have been running ads. They think they're doing great because they're getting people onto their list for like 50, 50 pence. And in reality, they're just doing like really spammy lead forms on Facebook where people don't even qualify their email address. And it's just like, pouring people into the lace with no qualification. Whereas even if you were to spend five or 10 times as much, but get somebody, as you say, that's pre-framed and knows they're going to be emailed every single day, that knows exactly what they're going to get, far more likely to, to be A, receptive to your message and B, turn into a customer, right? Yeah, 100%. And I, th-
2: I think part of that is, again, people have a worry about their list diminishing in size. People are always focused on building the biggest list they can and trying to ram as many subscribers in as they can. But actually, on the flip side of this trying to maintain quality thing or the importance of maintaining quality, it's equally as important as getting the people, the right people in to make sure that you get the wrong people back out of the other end again. So sometimes you'll get people on your list with all perfectly good intentions. They're really interested. They're perfectly qualified. They're the right kind of people. But over time, their interests change become irrelevant to them, things change, they suddenly get a job and they don't need our email marketing help anymore, something along those lines. And then they just stop paying attention for whatever reason their their agenda changes, their interests change. And so one of the things we're constantly doing, we've got a permanent campaign running in the background in our business that is permanently looking for anyone who goes 60 days. We've tested 30 and 60 days in our business right now, we're testing 60, 60 days in our business without engaging with something. In other words, without opening or clicking or something really, we're looking for a click. We don't really care if they open and don't click anything. They're very unlikely to ever buy anything. It's hard to buy from us without clicking. So we're really looking for the click. Um, But if they go 60 days without doing it, they automatically drop into a 10-day, well, a 10-email, 14-day campaign called the LOL campaign. And it's basically designed to make them laugh. No, it's basically designed to get them to re-engage and get back involved in our emails again. And at the end of that, if they have, great. They're just, well, if if at any point during that they have, great. They're pulled back out and put back into our day-to-day emails. If by the end of that campaign they haven't, then we just delete them. And that does mean that from time to time we log in and just pull up a report of 200 people and just select them all, export them, put them into a Facebook ads audience, and then delete them from the actual list itself because we're not frightened of just saying, well, that's okay, we're going to like, our list is nowhere near as big as people would think it is. But we make more money from that list than some people who've got a list of 20, 30, 40, 50,000 subscribers. But we're happy to keep it down to a few thousand, but maintain the profitability of those subscribers because it's cheaper to host, deliveries easier, uh, all of that stuff. So uh, again, it's it's as much about getting the right people in the front and making sure you let the wrong people back out of the back door again.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. So, and I guess that, you know, like, Pruning the list and making sure that you've got, you've got a smaller, but you've got more engaged people. That's actually better from a technical standpoint, right? In terms of deliverability, in terms of how many, you know, how the actual email inboxes receive the the emails. Is that right? Exactly. I mean, what we can remember is like Google and all of the other people who are the big
0: providers of email inboxes, that's your Gmail, your Ymail, your, your Hotmail, all that stuff. Every time we all send an email, they're all looking at, right, okay, you've sent all these emails out because they can see, they know, they're really smart. They know you've sent a thousand emails and they can see that only 1% of people open them. That's probably not a great number, 1%. It's not really say, And and, and maybe only a quarter of a percent even engage with that email, either by replying or or clicking a link in it. So that's good indicator to them that these are not very good quality emails. Whereas if you've got a list which is really engaged, and every time that you send an email out, you're getting 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70% open rates over a period of time, then they're going to start thinking, whatever this person's sending, people like it. So I'm going to not put them in spam. I'm not even going to put them in promotions. I'm going to put them in the primary inbox. And here's a really interesting side effect, in fact, a really important side effect of emailing more often. If you're getting a good email open rate and good changes depending on industry and list size and many different factors. But good could be, depending on your industry, could be 5% all the way up to 60 or 70%, right? But let's say you're getting a, something you're happy with. Most people will be happy with, say, a 20 or 30% open rate. If I email you once a week and I'm getting a 30% open rate, and I think I'm the dog's watch it because that's a great open right? 30%, everything's lovely. That means 70% of my list did not hear from me, did not see me this week at all, because only 30% did. And then I email you the next next week and 30% of people open. But of course, within that 30%, there are different individuals because some people won't have opened it, some people will, but it's still around 30%, but it's just a bunch of different people. That means in a week, I'm only being seen by 30% of my list. Whereas if I email every single day, I might get a lower daily open rate, which you will if you email more frequently, but the cumulative free, the cumulative open rate, the, the cumulative percentage of people who've opened your, your emails from your list over seven days will be higher. There's an email delivery expert in the UK who we're really good friends with, who we're talking to, you. he did a really tight experiment on this. And basically he was getting these kind of numbers. He, on his weekly email, he was getting a 30% open rate. He switched, he used our daily email strategy. And he, he switched to doing daily and he found that over a week, he got a, I think it was 80% open rate. 80% of his list opened an email within a week. You're never going to get that on a single email. Okay. So you actually get seen by more people. And because you're emailing more often, people can't forget who you are. The biggest reason we unsubscribe from people is because we go, who's that? Because they haven't emailed you for a month or they haven't emailed you for a week. And a week's a long time when we're all getting two or three hundred emails a day. So if they forget who you are, so emotionally, psychologically, it's better to email more often. Technically, it's technically it's better to email more often because the email market, the email receiving platforms, your Gmails, et cetera, of the world, they all look at your emails a bit like a credit score. If you don't email very often, if you only email once a month of your monthly newsletter, they've only got 12 times a year to figure out whether you're a good sender or a bad sender. If you're getting a good open rate of 30%, but you're only getting that once a month, you're not going to be seen as well as somebody who gets 80% of their email subscribers a week by emailing every single day to open their emails. So email more often is the key to being seen by more people, be inboxed more often, and actually make it more sell if you do it right. And the honest answer is if you're just going to show up to people and say, hey, buy this thing, then please don't email every single day because
1: that won't work. That makes a lot of sense. So... We're obviously in this like uh, this kind of bubble of internet marketing, et cetera, or at least I, I, I feel like I am a lot of the time, right? But this obviously works for lots of different types of businesses, right? So two so parts to ask this question. First of all, who does this work best for? And then what are the first five things that you would do when you take somebody on as a new client? So if you're working on, with them on one-on-one, what's the first five things that you do to get them, get them in, into action?
2: Yeah. So, I mean, we've got students and clients and customers who are using this in literally probably everything you can imagine. Uh, We quite often say this works for any business and people will say to us, even like a funeral director or somebody, and there is a reason why it would work. And we'll explain that in a second. However, uh, to talk about some of our customers who are using this thing, we've got everything. We've got obvious things like email marketing experts and automation experts who come to us and then use our strategy with their clients. Uh, But we've got people who um, make and sell physical products like uh, jewelry and like handmade uh, keepsakes and that kind of thing. We've got people who teach horse riding. We've got singing teachers and piano teachers. So everybody who's selling courses and, and coaching and membership sites of any description, lots of people in lots of niches there. Uh, accountants are using this stuff with their clients in order to get more clients. Uh, yeah. Li- literally every business you can think of can do email marketing. I mean,
0: sure. it doesn't matter whether it's B2B, B2C, you've got a big list or a small list. If It really doesn't matter what it is you're doing. If you can show up and give a ac- Actual value to people, and you can do it in a in a way well, that's quick and efficient for you. You can, you can definitely
1: do it. No, that makes sense. So, if like when you're actually kicking off with someone, then like you so say, you take on a new client. Let's just kind of throw on like, yeah, say they're a um they're a pet food supplier. Like, what's the kind of the first five things that you do with with a company like that, like an e commerce business, to, to to get them off the ground?
2: So one of the first things we would do is we would audit what they've currently got. So we'd say, let's take a a look at your list right now and the setup you currently have. So how big is it? How engaged are they? Let's look at the disengaged segment. Have you got a whole bunch of people who haven't opened an email for two years? If you have, let's do something with them. If you've got a list that hasn't where they haven't opened anything because you haven't sent anything to them, there's something else we would do. We have a terrible friend campaign where you reach out and say, sorry, I've been a terrible friend. I'm going to make that up to you now and I'm going to show up more often. If you have been emailing and they just haven't opened, there's, a huge percentage, I can't remember the number, but there's a huge percentage of people who change their email address every year. Kennedy will tell you, I change mine about every six minutes, but like most people change their email address like every year. And that means that very quickly within 12 months, you have a huge number of people on your list could even just not even use that email address anymore. And that opens up its own dangers from a spam perspective. But basically, yeah, first thing we do is audit it and and do something to try and re-engage any of those people who are dud and then delete them if that doesn't work. So we do that LOL thing we talked about. That would probably be first.
0: Right. And then after that, what we have to realize, we have to make a mindset shift. And that is, we're not going to do the thing that people used to do with email marketing. Email marketing is no longer a replacement for letters from your gram. It's not electronic mail. Email is another app on people's phone that's just snuggled between TikTok and Clubhouse. People want to consume content on that thing, so they're going to open your emails. Think about it. If the only time I email you is to tell you what I've got for sale, you've only got a couple of reasons to open that. One is if you're just curious. The other one is if you've got an intention to buy. Otherwise, there's no reason to open my emails. Whereas when we show up every day and give you a tip, or you know it's going to be an entertaining story with a piece of value in that you're going to be able to go and apply, you've got a really good reason to Open those emails. Like you, the same reason you look at those interesting articles and watch videos on Instagram and on YouTube, there's content in the emails themselves. They're content driven emails. So we're not going to email people. This is the big mindset shift. We're not going to email people when we want to make a sale. You can't do that. We're going to email people with value so that we are there at the moment they're ready to buy. And that's a totally different way of thinking about it. Okay. And the way we do that. Is in, in a practical sense, is we ask someone to come up with all of the things that the audience, that their audience, the pet food supplier in this thing, cares about. What do they actually care about? What are their emotional needs? So in this case, pe- people who buy pet, f- pet supplies, uh, so we've got two Bengal kittens, for example, we really care about pets. We care about taking care of our pets. We care about what they eat. We care about keeping them safe. We care about how other people dress up their pets in stupid shit. We care about funny videos of pets doing stupid things. Write down, you want 50, maybe more, different things that your audience cares about. And none of those things are allowed to be your products. None of them. Because your, your audience doesn't care about your products. They care about the stuff that their products bring them, that your products bring them. And then what you can do is you can show up every day with... Here's a cool thing about how to cut your cat's claws, or here's a thing about how do you weigh your dog before a ghost before you need to go and flee it, or what? You, can you give them hints and tips? Here's a story about when Ivy dr- climbed up the pile of boxes next to me during a podcast interview that last week. All of the boxes emptied onto me. I swore a lot, and the podcast host said, "We're leaving that bit in." You know, we, these are all stories that we can all identify with, which have got nothing to do with the products. And then at the end of that email, we can be saying, by the way, um, we've got some new stock of this kind of food, or we've got some new stock of these toys. So the point is, they're going to read your emails, whether they're in the buying zone or not. Because if you can get the, the, the message in front of them, and they read through the, the information, they read through the content, they read through the value, you've now got the opportunity to put the message, the buying message, the sales message, under their nose when you wouldn't normally be able to when they were still outside of your email looking at the subject line. So that's the simplest way of doing it. Look at all the things they believe in. Look at all the things they care about. Write them down. That's
2: the content of your emails. Your emails are not, here's three things I've got for sale today. Because who cares? The other thing we would definitely do is we'd create what we call our email marketing engine. And so basically, I mentioned the getting to know you sequence earlier. That's the first train carriage in our email marketing engine. I mentioned the train analogy. We continue that on. So again, one of the big problems that people have when they join your list is that problem of context. Even if you have the world's best getting to know you sequence, the minute they drop out of the end of that, if they now just start receiving your sort of day-to-day emails, whether that's every day or three times a week or once a week or whatever you're doing, you could be in the middle of a promotion right then for stuff that doesn't make a lot of sense to the subscribers because they don't know enough about you and your brand. They opted in for that lead magnet, and now they're receiving emails about stuff they don't particularly know. So what we tend to do is we tend to create a chain of email campaigns We call them train carriages. Uh, I'll explain why in a second. And the idea is that people work their way down the train carriages, and these are designed, they're automated campaigns that you build once, you install them once, and then they run forever. And so basically, the first one we always run is called the Overture campaign, because we're big musical theater nerds. And it's basically designed to tell them everything they need to know about the product, the first product you're going to sell them, your flagship thing, up front, in an order that makes sense. Here's what the product is, here's who it's for, here's the people who like it, here's why it's good, here's what it'll do for you, here's why you should buy it now. And so what that means is because people go through that campaign, even if they don't open hundred percent of those emails, they're seeing the right messaging in the right order that within that campaign, you make a whole boatload of sales. And then some people get to the end of that and buy. Some people get to the end of that and haven't bought. That's fine. They go into the next train carriage, which could be for the same product if they didn't buy, or it could be for a different product if they did buy. So this is where you start to go off down different routes in the train. And basically what, you, what you're doing here is to say, okay, great. Let's try a different angle at getting people to buy that thing. And again, all of the emails are story-driven, value-led, so that they feel like there's a good reason to open the email, irrespective of whether they think they're going to buy, like Kennedy said. And so what that means is, I mean, in our business, if you join our list today, uh, you'll go through the getting to know you sequence, which is four days long. And then depending on how fast you accelerate through the other, let's imagine you don't buy anything, which is a terrible idea, but let's imagine you don't buy anything. Depending on how fast and how much of the stuff in our emails you click on, That's going to depend how long it takes you to get through. Because like, for example, we might send you a link to a video, but the minute you click to watch the video, we take you out of that sequence and put you into another sequence. So people will go through it at different speeds, but it will take you anywhere between three and probably seven weeks to start receiving the actual daily emails that I sit down every day and write because of just the way that that works. But what we do is by the end of that seven weeks, we've, we've converted... The vast majority of new people who come into a, into a customer of something, some of them into a member of our program, the league, you know, whatever happens. And at the back end of that, if they haven't bought by the end of those train carriages, we know two things. One of two things is true. Either they're not really that interested and they're just sort of curious or the timing is just wrong. And they're they're sort of mildly curious, but right now isn't the time for them to commit to their email marketing. But what's good is we turn up every single day with fun stories, hints, tips, ideas, and advice all related to email, which means that in a month, three months, six months, 12 months time, when the timing is right for them, we are right there under their noses and they're ready to buy.
1: What I really like about this process that you're talking about is it really kind of gets back down to the human level, right? And I think that's something that that a lot of people forget. Especially when it comes to advertising life. And it's really easy to do do nowadays when you're looking at metrics every single day, either in ads manager or in your email autoresponder, you go, okay, I got this quick through rate. So maybe I'll try this, yada, yada, yada. And you are constantly in the kind of metrics world. But what I really like about what you guys are talking about is kind of taking that step outside and thinking, okay, what are these guys interested about? What's the logical thought process going to be when they, when they come into the email sequence? What can, what do we need to do to, to end their trust and really kind of build that relationship? And yeah, I think it's something that people really kind of um, overlook nowadays, right? Yeah, definitely. It
0: totally can be. It totally can be. And the thing is, a lot of marketing, it doesn't matter how good your email automations are, how good your offer is. If you get into our campaigns, uh, our automated campaigns, these train carriages, and it doesn't matter how good a big bribe offer we give you or a, a discount or a, you know whatever that you happen to be seeing. It doesn't matter how good that deal is. If now is not the right time for you to do this thing for lots of reasons, people are complex. There are lots of variables in the human condition. It's not their focus right now. They've just had their credit card stolen. They've just invested in something else and they're focused on that program right now, but they know they're going to need email marketing later. Whatever the reason is going to be, most marketing cannot fix what we call the fourth side of the marketing triangle. The marketing triangle of, of yesteryear is message, media, market. Remember that? You've got to have the right message through the right media to the right people, to the right market. And you've got to have those three things for any promotion to work. But the thing that people nobody really talks about is that is this fourth side of the triangle, which is the timing, the moment, the actual time itself has to be right. There's no point in doing a Christmas promotion in February. There's no point in me saying, "Oh, you should you should buy this thing because it because you're going to need it for your birthday if your birthday is not till December and now it's you know and now it's February." So the moment, the timing is really important. And the only way to fix that is to, after you've made the best offers you can make, whether it's using our campaigns that we give in our membership, the league, or it's stuff you've learned elsewhere, you put stuff you're putting together, whatever it happens to be, they're really solid. They are going to drive the vast majority of your hyper-interested sales. But we do have to figure out the timing issue, if now is not the right time. And sometimes some people just have really bad trust issues. They've been burnt before. And they just need to hear from you for like four or five, six months. That's okay too. And most people just ditch them by then. Well, as long as you're still engaging with our stuff, and by that we mean clicking and replying and stuff, then we'll show up and we'll still give you value so you can choose the moment that's right for you.
1: Yeah, and I think that's another thing, you know, really interesting point you touch on there, that not enough people really play the long game, right? People are after immediate results, they want somebody on the list, they want to send into a buyer. And obviously, you know, what what we're working on right now is like getting buyers straight onto the list, which is great, you know, the SLO kind of concept. But at the same time, like I know that some of some of our best clients I've known for literally years. Either through, or they've been watching my feed for literally months. Like you get on a sales call with someone it's like, Oh yeah, I've been, I've been watching your posts. I haven't liked, I haven't commented, but I've been watching your posts for the last like six months straight, like really intrigued and loving everything you're doing. So, um, I think that's massive as well. You know, just like making sure that you are playing the long game, you're nurturing people, you're really taking care of people and just getting some some kind of consistency. So obviously I've been through your programs. Um, they're, they're absolutely fantastic. What I really love about them is that they're super consumable, super actionable. And really straightforward as well right so anybody at any kind of level where they're just starting out where they don't have any idea what an autoresponder is people can get on board and like really make something fantastic out of it so what's the best place for somebody if they want to either get on your list and get to know you or to to actually dive in with that kind of program right now
2: yeah totally so you just give kennedy a ring it's oh seven seven um can you imagine i'd love to do that one day um so-
0: He's as you to on stage at some massive event and like have my
2: number on the... <laughs> <laughs> and a match.com profile. Anyway, yeah. um, <laughs> so the thing is, uh, the, the, as, you, as you're listening to this, you probably like podcasts. So we have our podcast, The Email Marketing Show. Every single week, uh, Kennedy and I turn up and talk about some element of email marketing. And then every other week, we have a guest who comes and talks about what they're doing. So if you really like that, you can come and check it out. Just search wherever you're listening to this or go on Spotify or whatever and look for the email marketing show. That's one cool way.
0: Yeah, and if you if you want to come and hang out and think about how you apply this to you, because we realize everyone who's listening and watching this your business is different. You've got a unique situation, you've got a unique type of product, you've got a unique market and a unique relationship with your email list, whether it's a new relationship or an older relationship. So if you want to have a chat about how it is you apply this stuff. Definitely come and join us in our free Facebook group. It's called the Email Marketing Show Community because we just put the word community on the end of the name of the podcast because we're really good at like email marketing, but very bad at naming things. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, so so definitely come and do that. Or if you want to, hear, I mean, we've been talking about this daily email strategy thing. So we've probably got a pretty link somewhere, Rob, that people can go to to go and check out.
2: Where can people go to find out about the daily email strategy? I'm just not like water you. while at it. Memory, memory, man. Uh, it's just emailmarketinghero.com forward slash D-E-S for daily
1: email strategy. Awesome. We shall make sure that all of those links are in and around us podcast wherever you're looking or listening to it. Gents, thanks so much. It's been a pleasure as always to chat with you guys and thank you for uh, sharing your wisdom. Thanks for having us. Cheers, mate. This has been the Viral by Design podcast with Dave Rothero. For more viral marketing secrets and to get detailed cliff notes on all episodes, visit (laughs) viralbydesign.net.